Good morning, brothers and sisters. This great solemnity of Pentecost as the conclusion of our Easter season. This brings to fulfillment all of the mysteries of salvation as completed in Christ. So from the day of Pentecost to the present in the history of the church, this is just the living out of salvation. Christ's incarnation, his death, his resurrection, his ascension to heaven and his sending of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and the Blessed Virgin on this day is the act of Christ that redeems us, all of it together. It's all of a piece. And so to understand fully this mystery, I could spend, I mean, you could read books and volumes of books, and I could preach for, for days about all of the various aspects of the mysteries of salvation. And yet one of the things our Lord does for us is he doesn't want to make theology too complicated. That's what we do. We have to look at it in a more complex way at times to understand it, but those who understand it best understand it in its simplicity. That's why when Jesus would ever preach on the mysteries of the kingdom, he would use everyday examples. Farming was a typical one, rulers, kings, obedience to masters, just typical stuff everybody understood, simple analogies and examples. This is the way our Lord likes to communicate truth. We know that when he designed the universe, he did so so that we human beings who live within it could see his handiwork in nature itself, in science, we would call it, in the world around us. And so how do we understand this feast day from that perspective? I'm sure I'll complicate it a little bit, but I'll try to do it as simply as possible. Bread. It's the easiest way to understand the nature of these mysteries of salvation, ending particularly with today, Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles and the Virgin Mary and appeared as tongues of fire. So why is bread the perfect analogy, the perfect example that God himself has given us to understand all of these great mysteries, at least in a simple way? It's because Jesus chose bread to be the main symbol used in the Eucharist, which is his body, his real presence among us. Jesus is the one who obviously chose bread to use in the Last Supper and that we've used ever since. But remember, he's God, which means he designed bread. He knew once he created humans, they'd harvest wheat and grind it up and mix it with some water and then bake it. And voila, this great substance that everybody all over the world has always eaten since the beginning of time. This most basic form of nourishment was the main tool he wanted to use in nourishing his body and in making himself truly present for the rest of time. But there's a basic rule about Eucharistic bread that we know as Catholics. And it just simply comes from the Last Supper there can only be two ingredients to this bread, flour and water. It's forbidden to use any other elements because at the Last Supper, that's what Jesus used, unleavened bread. Now we know this because of the Israelites' exodus from Egypt, 
They had to flee so quickly they didn't have time to let their bread rise, and so they didn't use yeast, and they just baked it and ran. So flatbread. Now, this isn't an accident. It's not a coincidence. Again, our Lord designs these things. He knew them from before he created the universe. So there's got to be a reason why he wanted this very simplistic form of bread to be used in his real presence. It's because of what each of the elements of bread symbolizes. And if you will, there are three main elements to making bread, even though it's made of two things. The first element is, of course, the grain. But it's not just regular grain. You don't just take like a bunch of grain, mix it with some water, and bake it. That would be like a seed cake or something. I don't know. That wouldn't be bread. You have to grind up the grain first. It's an essential aspect. You have to turn it into flour. The fathers of the church tell us that our Lord, always knowing that this was the way you would have to make bread, in a sense designing it that way, did so because he was going to use bread to symbolize his presence. I mean symbol in the sense that it looks like bread, but it's actually his body. And his body was ground up, was it not, in his passion. So the grinding of the grain was to symbolize the suffering and the death that our Lord would have to endure to redeem us. It's not just grain picked off the, the ear. It has to be crushed and ground into powder like his own body. So this grain, this new flower, symbolizes for us our Lord's redeeming act what he endured in order to nourish us, to give us everlasting life. But that's just the first part of making bread, isn't it? Grinding the flour. You need water. If you don't have water, I'm sorry, you can bake that flour as much as you want. It's not going to turn into bread. So you mix in water. Why is water necessary? Well, it's just the rules of nature. But why would our Lord have designed it that way? Because for us to share in the passion of Christ who wants to redeem us, what do we need? We need to be baptized. What's the main element in baptism? Ba goodness gracious. What's the main, you can tell I'm excited. What's the main element in baptism? It's water. That's not a coincidence. It's not an accident. These aren't just interesting connections. Our Lord designed it to be this way. So his saving act, the grinding of the wheat, of the grain into flour, our participation in that act, the water that washes away our sin and unites us with the body of Christ. But again, flour and water doesn't make bread. There's still one essential element that is required, and that's fire. You need fire to make bread. If you've ever taken water and flour mixed together, it's an incredibly difficult paste. It's really sticky and it's really hard to wash off of stuff. So on its own, water and flour just isn't going to cut it. But once you apply the right amount of heat by use of some flame, what happens? This substance is transformed into probably the most nutritious substance, except for you, those with gluten allergies, nutritious substance in human nature. 
You see, the last gift given the Spirit to complete the work of Christ and to form the church in the world was fire. That was the symbol that the Holy Spirit chose to use when he came upon the apostles and the Blessed Virgin Mary this day. Because now the bread is baked. Now the body of Christ is fully present in the world and will continue to go on nourishing people till the end of time. If we can learn to see in its simplicity these beautiful designs, examples that our Lord uses to help communicate truth to us, it won't be overly complicated. Yes, you can go to seminary or or college and study theology forever. There's always more to learn. But the basic necessities of faith can be taught and learned using these simple examples that God himself gave us. So every time you come to Mass, every time our Lord is consecrated, the bread is transformed into his body, blood, soul, and divinity, you can remember these things. You can remember how all of them are necessary to form the body of Christ, the church, the bread of life in the world. And because of the church's presence in the world, this bread of life, this body of Christ, it continues to go on and save souls drawing more people like that grain, all of those many grains pulled into one loaf through the passion of Christ, through the same baptism with water, and through the same power of the Holy Spirit. That is how Christ remains in our lives and in the world to this present day. So the church has not changed. Just as she was 2,000 years ago, completed on this day, so she continues to be. We see in this the life of the church, the life of the sacraments, the life that God designed from before he even created us. Hold on to this. Keep this in mind. When you're struggling with teachings of the church or the faith, always first look for the simplest explanation, the simplest connections and examples of things. This is what our Lord has given us to help us accept these profound mysteries. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.